0: Excellence Expected, the inspirational business advice podcast. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Excellence Expected with me, Mark Asquith. Now, first of all, thank you so, so much for joining me on this episode. And thanks as ever for choosing to press that play button. It really does mean a lot that you choose to spend this time with us today. Now, today I'm going to actually talk about something that everyone in business, every entrepreneur, everyone actually working within a business can suffer from at one time or another. And we're going to challenge the issue today of plateau. We are going to talk about Getting past that roadblock within your business and actually making progress when you feel like you're stood still. And joining me on this episode is the president of Tend Strategic Partners and the host of the business podcast Smashing the Plateau, Mr. David Schreiner Khan. Welcome,
1: sir. Thank you so much, Mark. It's great to be here today.
0: It's such a really interesting topic because we all find ourselves kind of hitting that plateau, hitting the roadblock. And it's something that sometimes we don't realize we're actually suffering from until you know, symptoms get really, really on top of us. So I'm really looking forward to chatting about this. But before we dig into that, David, what I'd really like to do is just talk about your background for a second.
1: So what is it you do and where did you come from, sir? Okay, so uh, I, I've been in the current business 10 strategic partners since 2006. And my my professional life is kind of in in three buckets. So the most recent period is running ten strategic partners. The period immediately preceding that, um, like twenty to twenty five years, I spent running organizations as uh, in the C suite, uh, CEO, COO, CFO, and uh, that was in the not for profit sector in in America. Which is a big sector, and the period immediately preceding that and the the first kind of first section of my professional life was in the corporate world as an engineer so i studied um I studied engineering uh, have have a couple of degrees and worked in the corporate world for a while spent a lot of years in management and leadership and went to business school and subsequently started my own business where I'm helping others who are in leadership and management roles do a much better job of what they're doing, create greater success. And in particular, the f- focus of, of what I'm doing now is helping people when they've hit that plateau. What, what can they do to get their business to the next level? And it's not easy. It's not easy, but there, but there are things you can do that will make it much easier and really increase your likelihood of greater success.
0: It's such a challenge, isn't it? Everyone comes across this and and it's something that to a lot of people, it's very difficult to overcome because frankly, you don't know where to turn. If you've hit that plateau, a lot of the time you kind of feel like you've exhausted what you can do. So I think that's a very, very interesting topic. And one thing actually I just want to pick up upon is that based on your experience, one of the things that you actually do alongside this is help people to reduce stress decrease kind of mistakes within that business and actually move that success forward. And to help with that, you've developed the TEND system, haven't you? So let's just let's just dig into that for a second. What is the TEND system?
1: Well, um, actually to pick up on on what, uh, what you have to deal with when you're a leader and you're facing these kinds of roadblocks, there, there are sort of two major components. One is, and you've alluded to it, Mark, one is the emotional component and our emotions will really... Um, prevent us from overcoming roadblocks. We've got to deal with the emotional aspect first. Second is the tactical piece. Like once you overcome the fear and you address the naysayers either in your head or the, or the real naysayers, then what do you actually need to do on a very tactical and practical level to create greater success? Because there are there are obviously things that are missing in your business that you've got to fill in. So... Um, so that's kind of the the backdrop to it and um I, I would say the the first first tip to think about is really understanding what it is you're trying to create and and the perspective that i'd like people to think about is um, the their definition of success what what is it that you want to create? Either more of, or something that's new. Um, What what is it that you want your situation to look like many years from now? That will paint a picture of more success than you've already achieved. And I I challenge people to think as big as possible. I think that's one of the things that
0: we all fail at sometimes, isn't it? We sort of we we stick to the micro. We don't really look that far in front. You know, it's not always enough to look at two, three, five years in the future. We have to look 10, 15, 20, 25. What does our, not only our business, but what does our life feel like? What are we doing at that time? What are we enjoying? How are we spending our time? And sometimes we do focus on on the micro, you know, the things that are immediately important to us right now. And I think that's something that we do all fall into the trap of. And one thing that just kind of leads on from that is that. You know plateau can can manifest itself in many, many different ways, and I'd just like to pick your brains, David on in your experience, what does a plateau look like? you know what are the symptoms of that within a business?
1: Um, well, one of the symptoms is that if you're the business owner, you start to feel really stressed and anxious, and you feel like you should be working harder and faster, but you keep working harder and faster and sort of Week to week and month to month, the results look the same. Um, so you know, as an example, you might face situations where you feel like you're working under fire and you don't always react so well. You might snap at employees. You might be, um, be short with customers. You might not return calls quickly enough. And you might let, let things drop. Um, you may find that customer satisfaction starts to dip um you may end up finding that your personal life isn't working so well because you're stressed and and you're trying to pay more attention to the business you're not really creating greater success in the business and you're really putting your personal life on a shelf so if you're you know if you're in a personal relationship you end up quarreling a lot with your significant other um if you have uh, parents or kids you may start yelling at them more than you used to so the the stress really manifests itself in a in a really apparent way um so that's that's a a symptom there um, you know we all try to keep ourselves organized and we create um tasks that we should be doing each day, and you may find that what you if you sit back and, and spend maybe 10 or 15 minutes looking at what you plan to accomplish tomorrow, if you identify which tasks are the important ones and you keep doing that every day, you may find that the important ones never get addressed. That You're only dealing with things that are urgent. Um, another, ex- another example is when you're in business, you're generally pursuing a path that most people don't pursue. Right? Most people look for what's safe and what's structured, um, which is why there are many more employees than there are entrepreneurs. And you'll find that there are people around you that question what you're doing and why you're doing it, particularly if you're trying to make a change in your business where you're not really sure that it's the right change. So you hear all these naysayers and it creates a lot of self-doubt. And you don't really have anybody to talk to about the self-doubt because you can't talk to your employees about it. You are not going to talk to your customers about it. You're certainly not going to talk to your competitors about it. And you may not feel comfortable talking to your um, significant other in your personal life about it. So, so who who can help you with these self-doubts? And you may find that you, you have more and more of them. Um, and... Another is that you may find that you you end up doing way too much yourself as opposed to having others do things that will create success. So you may not be delegating enough to other people. You may not feel comfortable with the outcome that other people are producing in your behalf. Um, these are all common symptoms.
0: I mean, that is pretty much a roadmap to failure, isn't it? When you see all those symptoms there, And actually you realise that I've got to do something about it, but either you decide not to because it's a fear thing or you just actually don't recognise them. You know, there's no surer way to fail at what you're doing than ignoring all of those symptoms. And the one thing that I just want to pick out of that as well is that you mentioned very early on in that sentence and that that kind of section, sorry, around, you know, the the snapping at the employees, the being short at customers. And, you know, those two things, even on their own, can be so powerfully bad for the business. How can people initially, and this is not one of the actionable tips, but it's certainly something that I'd like to look at. How can people start to step back away from that stress to kind of maintain that culture of positivity? So you're not snapping at people, even if you are stressed, are there any physical tactical things that people can do on a daily basis to say, well, look, I am stressed. I recognize that I can't fix it straight away, but here are certain things I can do. So I don't do this to my employees
1: well um th- there is there is a um a tactical step that you can take, and it's um it's a combination of a mindset issue and also a tactical issue um, and, and that is you need to to start to rely on other people more and one of the things to keep in mind when you're trying to make the shift from either what you're doing yourself now, or what you're having other people in your organization do now to to um, get help from either other people or more people than than are helping now the the first step is really to understand that perfection is the enemy of the good, and if you are eighty percent successful at something in business. That's generally really great, right? So like, if you think about it, in the startup world, how many startups actually make it to five years? It's way less than 50%. And I think that's probably a worldwide phenomenon. I don't think that's limited to the United States. So if you can get eighty an 80% success rate at a task, that's fine. Um Many of us who are in leadership roles are, um, I would say, have control issues and have issues around perfectionism. And I would say, let that go. Ha- get some help. Um, you can get some help with uh, uh, with with your with running your business. You can get some help with business strategy, and you can also get some help with the everyday tasks and actions that are part of operations and running the business. So so the first is kind of the mindset issue but also then identify where you can get help and, and who's going to going to help you um, and start working on finding reliable people.
0: That's so important. I love the idea around perfectionism because everyone that I know that has suffered this kind of plateau and this, you know, this kind of lead into burnout has suffered from that. The issue that if you are an entrepreneur, and actually if you move from a startup into being an SME, suddenly you do find yourself not the doer. You find yourself the manager or the business development person or the strategic thinker. And actually giving up some of that doing leads to this worry around perfection because people do things differently to how you would do them. And it's such a difficult thing to transition into that. I wholeheartedly agree that people need to just let that go. So I think that's a really, really interesting point. And one thing I just want to move on to now, we've talked about the symptoms. We know what will happen to us and the signs that we can look for in ourselves if the business is suffering a plateau. But one thing I'd like to just dig into for a moment, David, is what are some of the reasons that a business finds itself at a roadblock, hitting a plateau? How does a business get to that stage?
1: Um, It could be because of internal reasons or it could be because of external reasons or it could be because of both. So as an example, if you let's say you created a company 20 years ago and you have really great employees who've stayed with you for a long time. And suddenly 20% of those employees, for reasons that have nothing to do with your business, for their personal reasons, have, suddenly they're moving on all at the same time. Right? So maybe you have a cluster of people who need to retire. Or they need to relocate to other cities, so they have to quit the quit their job. If you have to replace twenty percent of your workforce, that's that's a big nut to deal with. Um, that's a you know common internal issue. An external issue is there's a shift in the marketplace, and you know, we've we've seen huge shifts in the marketplace in the last ten years. Um, some some things change because of technical advances. You know as as an example, what we're doing right now, podcasting, it's a brand new thing, right? Fifteen years ago, twenty years ago, there was no podcasting. If you wanted to listen to an audio program, you had to tune in when it was broadcast. Now people can listen to all these things on demand. It's created a whole new marketplace. Um, but at the same time, it means that the traditional broadcast marketplace is being challenged. So how do you deal with that? Um, you've got to make some changes in your, in your probably in your business model.
0: It's, it's very important to look outside the business as well. A lot of people, when they do find themselves in a plateau, obviously very quickly look inward because they believe it's a resourcing thing. They believe it's a personal development issue or a strategic issue or something that's happened within the business. And you're right, You know there are so many examples of that, but coming out of this economic downturn that we've found ourselves in, there are so many businesses that will have found themselves not suffering as such, you know, they weren't going under, but any growth that they had going before 2008, for example, that was starting to taper off. That was plateauing a little bit. And I think many people do sometimes forget to respond to that marketplace because things creep up on us. It's very rarely a big depressive shift. It's more frequently incremental changes to the marketplace that unless we're aware of them suddenly turn into this mass that gets on top of us. So I think that's really valuable, looking not only inwardly, but looking outwardly and allowing yourself to respond to the market and actually kind of remain agile enough. I know the word agile is thrown about a little bit too much sometimes, but in this instance, it's very, very, it's very important to stay like that. You know, we need to respond. We need to think, we need to plan, we need to react. So I think they're fantastic points, David, really, really useful. And what I'd like to move on to now, we've sort of framed the idea of a plateau. We know what a roadblock looks like to ourselves. We know what the symptoms are, we know what the reasons are, and we know how we can start working internally against that. But David, you've put together three fantastic actionable tips for the listeners out there. So I'd just like to dig into actionable tip number one, please. How can people start to get across this roadblock?
1: Number one, define success for yourself before doing anything else. Okay, so is that
0: more of a holistic viewpoint on your whole life? Is it something that's just within your business? Is it where I want to be personally in sort of 10, 15 years? Does this take many forms?
1: Well, it depends on on who the individual is. So if you, if you are the owner of a small company, then chances are that your own personal views of success um, have a lot to do with your business success. If you're running uh, a company that is... If they say it has a thousand employees, then it 's probably not so much your personal success it 's more about the success of the organization, the success of the the business sector that you 're in so it de- It depends really on w- on who you are and and what you 're trying to achieve. but the first thing is you've really you have to define what success is because otherwise you can 't move forward
0: I think the one thing that I draw from that personally is that it 's all right to have these different varying ideas on what that success looks like because as you say so rightly so, different people will have different measures of that success. So it's not about looking over the fence. It's not about acting outwardly and saying, well, look, what do people believe I should be doing? You know, what do they perceive to be my success? It's actually what what do you want to do? What does your life look like? Whether it's within business, whether it's your personal life. And I think that's really important, you know, to get that definition down early because then you kind of figure out what to do. So that's a really, really useful tip.
1: Right. So, so, so Mark, as an example, a lot of people in business think that success is all about the bottom line, about what your, your balance sheet looks like, what your profit and loss statement looks like and how much money you're making. That's one component of success. Do you want to have engaged employees? Do you want to have happy customers? Do you want to achieve a certain market share in your niche? Does that mean something to you? Or maybe, maybe it doesn't. Maybe it is, if you have a, a fractional percent of market share, but you're making a lot of money, that's fine. Maybe you find that you and your employees don't have a really healthy work-life balance. Now, nowadays, because we're all online all the time, the, the line between work and personal has blurred. And in some ways, that's a good thing. In some ways, it's a challenging thing. So that's an issue that, that I come across a lot with clients is work-life balance. And how would you, you, know, how would you define greater success in work-life balance? And there are ways to define it when you, and, and ways to measure it, but you need to know what success is. So that's, not, that's tip number one. I, I do think that's massively powerful. And, and you know, as I say, having,
0: having that confidence to do it for yourself I think is vital. So
1: fantastic tip, really, really good. And actionable tip number two, sir, Okay, so act, so number two is, now that you know what success is, create an action plan and determine how often you need to refine it. And the thing about planning is, you know, when people think about strategic, writing a strategic plan. business. The, the ink is dry on that plan, it's out of date. So you really need to think about planning as a dynamic activity. You always need to be planning, but you need to, but also in business, What's, the, what's more important than the planning is taking action. You can't take action until you know what the plan is, um, but you need to take action. So I, I advise people to plan, but make it really simple. Come up with a very short list of significant changes that you need to make to create greater success, and then prioritize them and focus on one. So as an example, if finding reliable people is your number one action item, then you need to know how you're going to find those reliable people. And as an example, one way to do that is very simply identify what needs to be done, identify what skills are required, and what qualifications would be a good fit for somebody to have to be able to do the job well.
0: It's it's massively important to get that action plan because without that focus, there's absolutely nothing there to keep you on track. And it's, as you say, in this world of connectivity, in this world of distraction, where we're always, always, always working, you know, and there's no getting around that. We do always dip in five minutes there. We'll check our emails, you know, and that action plan is your kind of, I wouldn't say it's your barometer, but it's certainly a roadmap that success, you know, you can gauge based on that, how far up that success ladder you are for yourself. And the one thing that I really like about that is there's something that so many people forget is that you mention how often do you need to refine that? Because if you are remaining agile, if you need to keep shifting, if circumstances around you change without the idea of refinement, that action plan, as you say, it can be so so out of date so, so quickly, can't it? And I, I think a lot of people do forget that. Is that, in your experience, working with you know the CEOs and, and so on that you work with, is that something that people just kind of forget to do because it's just one of many tasks in their life?
1: Uh, I would say that the vast majority of the time, they just don't do it. Whether it's because they forget or for other reasons, they just, they don't do it. and And this actually leads to the third action tip, which is... It's an iter- business is an iterative process, right? You need to know, you need to take action, know what works, know where things are not working as you had hoped, and then tweak or make some pivots and improve. So the third action tip is a four-step process, which is implement, measure, learn, and improve. And a little commercial, this, um, these three action tips are on our website, tendstrategicpartners.com. There's a little diagram that explains our system. Um, and it's really, it's a very simple system, but when you create the structure, it allows you to focus on one action and create greater success based on that action. Um, and, and the the components of the this third action tip, which is implement, measure, learn, and improve, really what you've got to do is set a regular meeting schedule. And the meeting schedule could be with yourself it could be with your uh, strategic decision making team it could be with an operational team it depends on what the action is who who you need to have at that meeting but first of all set a regular meeting schedule then based on your definition of success be clear what metrics you're going to use to judge success because success is not absolute you're not it's not either you are successful or you're not it's a scale. You're more successful or, or you're less successful, and metrics will tell you how successful you are. So be clear on what metrics you're using. Then determine what actions need to happen between your meetings and who's responsible for them. So determine the responsibilities assign the tasks, and then just keep working at this kind of week in and week out. Um, I, I find that it's, it's usually good to have a weekly check-in meeting, And these meetings don't have to be long. I'm not a big believer in tons of meetings just for the sake of meetings. I believe in meetings that focus everybody, get everybody on the same page, and make it really clear who's responsible to do what between now and the next meeting. So your check-in meetings could be 10 minutes. They could be an hour. I would say if they're going longer than an hour, then they're probably too long.
0: I think that's fantastic. And I wholeheartedly agree on the meetings. There's so many meetings that just sap your time. So I think that's fantastic. So, guys, three exceptionally valuable tips, and I'll just run those past you again. So, actionable tip number one is define success for yourself before doing anything else. Actionable tip number two is create an action plan and determine how often you need to refine that. And as David so rightly pointed out, actionable tip number three is implement, measure, learn, and improve. And rinse and repeat that. So that's a fantastic, fantastic episode. David, thank you so, so much for that. And just before we wrap up, can you just tell the listeners out there where they can connect with you online, please, sir?
1: Absolutely. So um, first of all, they can listen to our podcast, which is episodes that are based on this Concept of how you smash the plateau. We have some fantastic guests on who have great experiences and ideas on how you can smash the plateau in your business. Um, so you can find that at smashingtheplateau.com. You can go to our company website, which is tendstrategicpartners.com, where you can see the diagram of these three action tips that I'm talking about. Um, you can also connect with me personally on LinkedIn. I think uh, you can put the my LinkedIn information in the show notes. And also feel free to connect with us on Twitter. The Twitter handle is at TendSP. That's T-E-N-D-S-P. Excellent stuff.
0: Thank you so much, David, for joining me. And guys, everyone listening out there, thank you, as I said, right at the beginning of the show for joining me today and choosing to spend your time with myself and David. Now, as David mentioned, I'll put all of the links, everything we've spoken about, everything, including resources and links to everything David's mentioned right there in the show notes. So if you do need anything, head to excellence-expected.com. And don't forget, whilst you're over there, you can pick up your free copy of the essential 14-day guide to cutting your working hours and increasing your impact. Thank you once again to David. Thank you once again to you guys listening. And don't forget, the more you expect from yourself, the more you will excel. Bye-bye.